0: Hello, this is Key Ideas, and I'm your host, Leela Viss. This podcast contemplates the rhythm of life as a piano teacher and music maker. Through illuminating interviews and transparent reflections, you'll feel validated, encouraged, and empowered. This is episode 56, and it's different than most episodes here at Key Ideas. I call it a solo spotlight and features the soothing and wise voice of good friend and colleague and website guru. Jana Carlson. Episode number 54 was the very first Solo Spotlight, also featuring Jana. And if you haven't listened to it yet, then hit pause, go back to 54, and hear about Jana's big life change toolbox. She opened a door of possibilities for me, and I believe she will for you too. In this episode, Jana explores the ways that your life and studio intersect, and gives you tools to find freedom in those intersections. She starts with a question that no one has ever asked me before, and I'm wondering if that's going to be the same for you. It gave me pause, that's for sure. Whether you have a thriving website with all the bells and whistles in place, or you have a site in need of a complete makeover, this episode is for you. Although I've come a long way in my understanding of what makes a decent website, I learned so much from Jana for two reasons. She's one of us she knows what it's like to be a piano teacher and therefore recognizes the specific needs in our profession. And second, she's a web expert, but she talks in a language that us piano teachers can understand.
1: And now here's Jana. Hello again, friend. I'm Jana Carlson. And in the last Key Ideas episode, I shared my journey as a piano teacher from North Carolina to Eastern Washington and finally to Braga, Portugal. In this episode, I want to help you explore the ways that your life and studio intersect and give you some tools to find freedom in those intersections. To get started, I have a question for you. When was the last time you made a non-studio related decision, maybe even a major life decision based on how it would affect your studio and your income. When I think back, it's a little shocking to realize how many life decisions I've made based essentially on my piano students. When Jeremy and I bought our first home, we kept our search limited to a tiny geographical area because I was worried about losing students who didn't want to drive more than a few minutes for their lessons. In fact, every time we've made a local move, we have restricted our choice to what I thought my studio parents would happily drive to. When Jeremy and I talked about having kids, I was convinced that we would have to time things perfectly. I thought my only chance for any kind of maternity leave would be the summer months. Talk about adding stress to an already hugely stressful life event. When we were planning our two-month scouting trip to Portugal last year, I initially spent a lot of time worrying about how I would keep lessons going while we traveled all over a new country. When music lessons are an important piece of your family's income, the worry about losing students is always present. It's difficult to make decisions that simply feel best for you or your family because it can feel like your students, on some level, have to come first. Unlike in most careers, you can't just change jobs or employers. Starting a studio from the ground up, especially in a new city, is no joke. Over the past few years, as life has changed dramatically for Jeremy and me, I've explored ways to leverage technology and my website to give myself the freedom I had been missing. And, because websites are my wheelhouse, this episode is going to be all about how you can use your website to bring more freedom to your life as a music teacher. These four tips will also support you if you are simply wanting to grow your studio to the next level. Okay, let's dive right in. Here is the first tip I have for you. Use your website to showcase the studio you want. Before I transitioned from a private lesson studio to a group piano studio, I knew I was going to lose some students, and I also knew that I could teach twice as many students once I was teaching in groups, so I decided to use my website as my primary marketing tool. Group piano was almost unheard of at that point, and I knew that my website could give parents a much better sense of how much fun it was than me trying to explain it. So I rounded up all the photos I had of my students laughing and having fun together in our occasional large group classes. And I reworked my website copy to focus on the benefits of playing the piano with friends. I created a group piano studio website months before I actually made the switch to group lessons. You can use this for any major transition in your studio. For example, If you are moving to online lessons, use your website to highlight the convenience that your lesson experience offers to busy parents. Replace your in-person lesson photos with images of students enjoying lessons in the comfort of their own home. If you want to grow the adult side of your studio, use your homepage to show adults playing music in a relaxed environment. Shift your language toward how flexible your adult packages are or how your adult students love playing any kind of music they want. You can still share information on your other programs, but shifting your website's focus toward the thing you want to grow is a great way to attract new students to that specific program. And it's much simpler to convince people to join a new program if they feel like they've already seen it in action and can picture themselves or their child thriving there. Okay, here's the second way your website can bring more freedom to your life as a music teacher. Use a virtual studio to give yourself extended time off. You may have heard my piano teacher expat story already. Last year, Jeremy and I sold our home in eastern Washington, along with most of our belongings. We put the rest in storage and spent two months traveling around Portugal to see if we wanted to live there. Spoiler, we did. (laughs) Our trip was at the beginning of the new studio year, though, and I wanted to give my students a positive start to the year without me having to show up for lessons each week. So I built a virtual studio. A virtual studio is a password-protected area of your website that houses music and materials for your students to use at home. It might include video tutorials, downloadable sheet music, links to online games or resources, printable theory sheets, or collaborative practice charts. I love Google Docs and Leela's digital badge boards for this, and you can find them in the show notes. My virtual studio kept lessons running for two months without me showing up for a single lesson my students even paid tuition at a slightly reduced rate, and every two weeks I switched out the existing material with new assignments. It worked. My students practiced, they completed challenges, they shared their progress, and they built stronger skills. It was a very effective short-term tool for those students who thrive on repetition as well, since they could re-watch me teaching a piece as many times as needed. If you find yourself in need of extended time off during the studio year, whether that's for maternity leave, to care for a family member, an upcoming move or another life event that just doesn't cooperate with weekly lessons, a virtual studio can save the day and give you the freedom you need. So how do you get parents on board with a virtual studio that replaces live lessons temporarily? Here's the key. Introduce it alongside your normal lessons, and let your families get used to it. I introduced mine the semester before I started traveling. I loaded my virtual studio with rote videos that taught a couple of fun, popular songs in different levels. I gave clear instructions on accessing everything, and then I was available to answer questions. When I announced that summer that we would use the virtual studio full-time while I was traveling, there was zero pushback. It was a tool that students were already used to and parents saw in a positive light. When you're setting up a virtual studio on your website, here are a few things to keep in mind. First, make sure it's easy to find and to navigate. Avoid the temptation to load it with too much material, and make sure that everything is clearly labeled. Second, consider using a studio-wide password that you can change as needed. Keep it simple for you and your families. Third, gradually build a library of materials you can use at a moment's notice. If you make videos for your students, record several extras that you don't share. Put them in your future virtual studio folder to use when needed. If you find a great set of theory worksheets, add them to your folder. That folder will be invaluable down the road if life throws a curveball at you and you don't have much notice about needing time off. If you'd like more help in setting up your virtual studio, you can find my virtual studio handbook in Leela's store, and it's linked in the show notes as well. I've included tips for planning, a pre-building checklist, and a wireframe so you can make a sketch of your virtual studio prior to building it. The handbook streamlines your entire process. A well-integrated virtual studio is a huge bonus for your studio families. Because it offers a ton of support for them at home, along with ultimate flexibility around their busy schedules, it's a way to increase the value of what you offer. So talk about it in your studio marketing, and your virtual studio will actually set you apart from other choices in your local area. Okay, here's the third way you can use your website to give yourself more freedom and growth. Invest some time in your SEO. Okay, this is the one that's not fun or sexy. (laughs) No music teacher loves spending time on their website's SEO. But your SEO, or search engine optimization, is how Google knows that your website is relevant to parents who have just typed in, piano lessons near me. Whether you're about to start over in a new city, add a studio location, or simply grow one of your existing studio programs, your SEO is essential to being found online. Here are a few simple things you can do on your own to make sure that your SEO is supporting you. Number one, include a site title. Where you find this will depend on your website platform, so you may have to dig a little. Your site title should be the name of your studio or business and when your website shows up in Google searches, your site title is that first large title in your listing. Number two, add a site description and page descriptions. Again, where you find these two things will depend on your platform. You may want to Google it. But basically, when you search for piano lessons in my area on Google and your studio pops up, the description below your studio name is the site description. It tells Google what your website is about. Page descriptions are similar and are added for each individual page. Again, you're telling Google what your website content is about so it knows who your website is relevant to. Number three, compress your images before adding them to your website. This one is important and often overlooked. Photo sizes that are too large will slow your website down, forcing people to wait for your pages to load. And Google notices that because Google is all about a good user experience. There are two parts to getting your photos ready, resizing them and compressing them. To resize your photos you can download a photo editing program like Photoscape and select the resizing tool. A quick Google search will give you the optimal photo size for your website that number will be in pixels. Once you've resized your photo and saved it, it will be much smaller than the original version but you need your photo to be around 500 kilobytes and resizing it will likely not get you all the way there. Most high quality images start at several megabytes. So the second step is compressing your image. Compression removes any unnecessary data in your photo while maintaining the quality of it. You can easily compress your image using a free online tool and I'll link one in the show notes along with Photoscape. Okay, your eyes may have glazed over by now and I don't blame you, but this is a vital step toward good SEO and photo editing is the very first thing Jeremy and I do when we are getting ready to build a website for a client. It is 100% worth your time. Number four, my final SEO tip is also related to your photos, but this one is simple. Name them so Google knows what they are. Before uploading an image of your preschool music class to your website, rename the file according to what it is. In this case, preschool music class would make sense. That way, Google knows exactly what the image is and can catalog it accordingly. An image that's called IMG-1234 does not help Google know what your photo is showing. Also, put a hyphen between each word. So you would name your image preschool-music-class. There are a ton of other ways to improve your website's SEO, but these four will help your website tremendously. Okay, let's talk about one more way your website can help you grow and flex with life changes. Streamline everything you can. The administrative tasks of running a music studio tend to consume a ton of time and keep us tied to our computers for hours each week. Let's do a quick brainstorm. If you have a pen and paper nearby, grab them. Otherwise, just try this as soon as you're able. Write down each studio task you do in a given month that is not directly music related so teaching, lesson planning, practice, and finding music would not count toward this list. What might be on your list is emailing, scheduling, invoicing, accounting, communicating with potential new students, and anything else that eats up your non-teaching hours. You can pause the podcast here if you want to while you make your list. Now imagine you only have half an hour per week for all of this, you have no other option. Life only gives you 30 minutes per week for all of your admin work. How could you utilize your website to shrink your admin time? Circle each item on your list that you think you could either fully or partially delegate to your website. For example, If you had a virtual studio, could you post notes and information for parents there and train them over time to log into your virtual studio for most communication? Could you automate your tuition? Could you have a special FAQ section for studio parents that gives them the answers to questions they ask every semester? After a potential new family submits a contact form, could you redirect them to a page that shares your policy and next steps? Could you post a lesson swap list in your virtual studio so that parents could easily trade lessons with another student when they have a conflict? There are many ways to use your website as your administrative assistant. If you need more time and freedom outside of your teaching hours, reducing your admin time is huge and worth the effort up front. Okay, so those are my four ways to use your website to explode the limits of your studio, whether you're wanting big growth or you need more freedom in your life choices. I'm wondering, have you noticed a common thread? I'll tell you what it is. Every tool on this list requires effort and planning in advance to be effective. If we wait until life throws that curveball at us, or a huge opportunity, then the pressure will likely be immense and we may not be able to make changes in time to give ourselves the freedom we really want. If you invest the effort now into making your studio more flexible, there will come a day when it pays off tremendously. Rather than having to make big decisions around how your students might be affected, you'll be much more likely to make decisions based on what's best for you and the people you love. So can I give you a challenge? If you are wanting more freedom inside or outside of your studio, pick one of these four things to accomplish in the next month. Block off time in your schedule as if it was a new student or two and commit to getting that thing done. If your first big thing to accomplish is actually building a new website, then you might consider joining the website course I offer just for music teachers. It's called the Standout Studio, and enrollment is open from October 26th to November 1st. When you join, you'll receive templates, guides, step-by-step video lessons, membership in our coaching group, and you'll receive my complete virtual studio course as a bonus. Oh, and as one of Leela's fans, you'll receive a very nice discount. The code is in the show notes. Okay, thank you for spending your time with me, friend. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got questions about what I've shared during this episode or the last one, or about the Standout Studio, you can reach me at hello at studiorocketwebdesign.com. I am wishing you the very best in the months ahead, and I hope that you can find exactly the freedom you want with your studio.
0: Thank you, Jana, for allowing us to think of two words, freedom and studio, in the same sentence. Thank you also for these wise tips and all your sage advice. By the way, I've spent some time exploring the standout studio and I'm completely sold. The course is for those who are building a site from the ground up in Squarespace. Although I have experience in Squarespace, the course has given me priceless tips, especially when it comes to SEO. It's all because Jana speaks piano teacher language. <laughs> she knows our hopes, our needs, and our limitations when it comes to web design. Keep in mind that the Standout Studio is open for enrollment from October 26th through November 1st. And when you enroll, make sure to get an exclusive $80 discount with the code Ideas 88 All the links and details are in the show notes at leelavis.com slash key ideas. I'm Leela Viss, and see you in the trenches and online with your updated website. Thanks to Jana.